When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, June 15th. I'm Rudy. Broccoli was named America's favorite vegetable. It was judged on its taste, its texture, and unlike baby carrots, won't get stuck in your ass. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? This is a long walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, my favorite platform. Uh, you can also find us every day live on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, we'll let you guys air some grievances out when it comes to your family. But first, have we ever talked about um, vocal problems? Ever had this conversation? What's up, Jules? How are you? Hi, Mira. What's going on, Dan? Good to see you. What's up, Jules? Saying hi. Good morning, Amanda. What's up, Wyatt? Weather in Wisconsin, Wyatt. See? Got that one popped in my brain. Um, I wanted to play this because I don't... Everybody says find a cause in life, right? Mira says hi. Good morning. What's up, Tracy? Uh, everybody says find a cause in life, something that you can really grasp onto. And everybody has their thing, man. Sometimes it's, you know, feeding the homeless. Sometimes it's, you know, early childhood education, whatever it might be. But for me, it's a thing that I don't get vocal enough, and that is vocal cords. Because I had many problems, as does this lady over in Great Britain. She just came out with a video talking about all the bullying that she endures because of it. All through high school, I was picked on because of my voice. I was called a male. I was called transgender. I'd have food thrown at me. I would have chairs thrown at me. Still to this day, I get bullied. And I just think, why do it? Are you that unhappy with yourself? This is exactly what I sound like. And I don't like it, but I have to put up with it. I have to just live with it, live each. I deal with it, move on. Ugh, it's the worst. I feel sorry for that lady because vocal cords, man, are they're like eyes, dude. You get one set. That's it, my man. That's all you get, you know? Yes, you might be able to replace it, but it's never going to be exactly the same. Good morning, Lindsay. Hi, Char. Nice to see everybody. What's up, Nicole? Um, for years, because of uh, this stupid radio job, I developed awful habits with my voice. And had to pay the piper at about the age of 29 when one day my voice i was i don't know if i was like doing them i think i was just i think i might have been just on the air and i remember walking out of the studio just going something don't feel right like i got a little tickle in my throat and uh couldn't talk for like three days after that and i just kind of let it subside and come to find out what had happened was because of being stupid with my voice and not using correct technique I had developed a bow. So basically, like, you know, your your vocal cords are like skin flaps, right? And they sort of weave back and forth, and they, they touch. And that's how you sort of get that compression in your voice. You don't have any air behind it. Air is the enemy of the voice. You want to make sure that you have nice cord compression. What was happening was I had a little bit of a bow to my vocal cords. So when they would press, 
my my right side vocal cord was just a little off. Think of it like a bent bow and arrow, right? And it would it would slam together and it would let some air out and then it would become irritated and then I wouldn't be able to speak. And this had gone on for about two years until finally uh, I took a couple of vocal lessons thinking they might be able to get the compression under control. That wasn't helping. I went and saw a couple of specialists, some uh, ENTs. They couldn't really help me. I finally came across a guy, which, I don't know, I got mixed feelings about it because the guy helped me, but I found him to be incredibly creepy and kind of a huge asshole. I'm not going to give any names or where he was from, but because uh, I, I think the guy is still alive. I mean, it's been 10 years, but he was a little older. Um, but I finally found this guy who kind of started to put me on the right path, and it wasn't until um, I met a uh, gal by the name of Samantha who is at Chanson, Chanson Vocal, Vocal Studios, Chanson. It's a French word, I guess. I don't know. She tried to explain it to me one time. I was lost. I was like, dude, you lost me at the C-H-A-N-S-O-N and not calling it Chanson. To me, that's Chanson. It's not Chanson, it's Chanson. But uh, she finally kind of got my voice under control. I mean, it was years, man. It took a long time. I had to take like two years off of doing voiceover work just to be able to figure out a way to be able to get my voice under control. And I feel terrible for people who have these sort of situations or when you hear about Adele and she's got the nodules on her vocal cords. And that's the problem that this lady has been having all these years is doctors suspect it's because of that. Yeah, you can go out and you can you know get those things removed. It just takes so much work to be able to write that ship when your vocal cords start going hayward, man. It really does. And even today, like I, I feel like I've I've been on the right path now for about nine years but still have a my voice is definitely not as strong as it used to be i have a hard time being able to find that compression i have a hard time being able to lift that soft palate in the back and be able to shoot that voice all the way up to the top to like the front of your forehead or like into like the bridge of your nose where they kind of tell you sometimes to be able to uh to to point that voice to and the way it kind of works is you don't want to like point it all the way up into your nose like this. Here's a here's a really good um, uh, exercise that somebody had once taught me. Uh, plug your nose like so, and if the quality of your voice changes, you are using your voice incorrectly. Because a lot of times people do this when they do like the operator voice. It's not the right way. It's, you're using it incorrectly. So plug your nose if you can figure it out. I bet there's a lot of you on the uh, Instagram. I bet you're in your car right now doing it. You should be for sure. I don't know, it's just taking me a really long time to be able to figure it out. And I, I should get on board more with organizations that help people with vocal fatigue and, I don't know, vocal hardships, whatever you want to call it. But Because it really is, man. It's the only one that you get, and, and there ain't much you can do to fix it, you know? When I hear guys like Chuck Liddell or Steve-O talk, I'm like, oh, I feel terrible that these guys have to go through that because it must be absolutely painful, especially Chuck Liddell. I edit a, uh, some, I don't edit his podcast, but I do edit clips of his podcast with Adam Ray called Icebreakers. And every time I hear that guy talk, he's like, this. he's like, he's pushing so hard. And then when he, I hear him letting the person he's interviewing answer, he's just, <sighs> just breathing into the microphone. And I think, man, that has got to be so harmful to your vocal cords, dude. I know air is what makes them move to be able to phonate to be able to create sound, but too much air is bad business. I got an aunt who's a hell of a singer. That lady can literally take a candle 
stick it in front of her mouth, belt out Ave Maria, and you'll never see the flame flicker. That's how good she is. It takes years to be able to to accomplish that. So there are a couple of people that I, I definitely would suggest if you are having vocal problems, which I've said, I don't know, maybe it's just laziness. You know, and there's other shit we got to take care of all the time. Like, fuck, I spent two hours yesterday pruning ras bushes, raspberry bushes. I'd much rather be helping people with their stupid vocal cords than that shit. But I don't know, I really should get on top of it and help out more people. Because it is, man. Like, it's it's taxing on voices, and radio just teaches us so many awful habits. It's such a strike against you. If you want to get into to voiceover and you are a radio personality, do, don't tell anybody that you're in radio, ever. Don't let them know that. That's it. I'm telling you. I, had a, I, I posted a conversation that I had from a, a local agent here in town who I had sent some materials into to maybe seek some representation, and she basically sent, sent back an email to me saying, we don't hire you know, hacky radio people. I said, well, that's good, because I'm not a hacky radio guy. And then it just went in this huge back and forth, and it was very condescending and rude. And I took her conversation and I posted. I didn't say who it was, because I, I, I hate that shit. I hate that way more than anything else. I hate that more than the condescending. I hate it when people have to, like, call out others. It's like, eh. I will talk about the situation, but I don't need to, like, call you out. You know, maybe you're just having a bad day. I don't want that stuff to come. And I don't want to burn bridges either. But Christ, my radio career has just been the burning bridges tour. But she basically said we want to hire radio people. So if you're looking to get into voiceover and you, you also are in radio, don't tell anybody. Keep your mouth shut. You know who was great at voiceover who didn't tell anybody, and I was surprised at that because he loved radio, was, uh, was JoJo from KS95. Dude has a killer voiceover career. Never told a soul he was in radio. Because he knew people weren't going to hire him. I don't tell anybody else either. People are like, so how long have you been in voiceover? I go, 22 years. I mean, technically I've been doing it for about 11, but I've been in radio for 22, speaking into a microphone. So I just keep my mouth shut about it because people don't want to know that. It's like when you go to, say you're going to a party one night and somebody goes, goes uh, hey, you going to uh, you going to John's party tonight? Hey, make sure you tell him that you know me, man. Like he's a good dude. He's good. Yeah, you let him in. And then you walk in, you're like, uh, you're like, hey, what's up, John? How's it going, man? My buddy Rob sent me, told me to tell you hi. And then they're like, oh, fuck Rob. Rob's the worst. Now that's a strike against you. You should have never said anything. You should have just walked up, stuck your hand up, and been like, hey, bud, what's up? Nice to meet you. What's your name? John? Killer party, dude. I definitely don't know a guy named Rob. Whatever, whatever you've heard, I hear Rob suck. I don't talk to Robs. Robs are the worst. But yeah, nonetheless, man, I don't know. I just keep it off the resume all the time. All right, let's talk a little bit about family members because we've had a situation in our family that I kind of just got to let off my chest a little bit. So if you guys want, feel free in the live feed, Instagram, at Rudy underscore Povich. Just go ahead and just bitch away. It's all right. Um, my mom, sweet as pie and very trusting and way too goddamn forgiving of people. I got family members that take advantage of her all the time. And she's like, well, now, you know, the Lord would say that blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, well, the Lord's not here getting screwed over by a family member. So how about you grow a backbone? Tell these people to piss off. I had a family member that was renting a house from my mother. And for years, they've been getting away with cheap rent. Which is fine, man. Hey, dude, do you want to not, you know pay full freight when it comes to living quarters. I get it. And everybody wants to save a few bucks. But this was like substantially less. 
You know, my mom probably could have gotten 900 bucks a month for that place. I think she was charging, you know, a family member like 400. And this family member became a huge asshole. My mom would have to go over there and be like, hey, maybe you guys should mow the lawn every now and again and not, you know, let me get notices from the city about why my lawn isn't mowed, but it's not my responsibility. Hey, maybe you guys can not put giant holes in the goddamn screens because we just replaced the windows a year ago. Hey, maybe you guys could, you know, not let water get all over the floor in the bathroom so that it creates a bunch of mold and then not clean up the mold. Maybe you guys could do that. That'd be nice, huh? Maybe you guys can not shoot holes through the goddamn windows of the garage with your stupid 22 guns. That'd be nice, right? Wouldn't it? Yeah. So, when it came time to move out, my mom tells me this past week, and she goes, hey, we got to run over to this house because uh, the family member's moving out. And I got a bad feeling I'm going to walk in there and it's just going to be completely destroyed. And she was a thousand percent correct. What the, what is the matter with people? And you've been given a golden opportunity to save a few bucks, to get ahead of the game, stick some money in your bank account, and you just piss all over everybody. That house was completely trashed. Just shit laying all over the place. All these, these kids' toys. I opened up the oven. There was food, like molded food inside of a, a like a, a glass pan. It must have been there for a month. How do you live like that? Absolutely. It, it made me, I told my daughter when we left there, I said, we're going home and cleaning. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, listen, I know that we are clean people, but we're, we could be cleaner. <laughs> we could be way goddamn cleaner. And how shitty is that to be a family member who is getting a deal, who doesn't have to like pay a safety deposit who doesn't have to pay a cleaning deposit, who's allowed to have animals without paying extra, who's allowed to do all this stuff, and yet you still have the audacity to look at somebody and go, you can't tell me what to do. I mean, Christ, this family member was actually looking into suing my mom because my mom showed up to the house one day, knocked on the door, and the door was like halfway open, and then she sort of like pushed it back a little bit, and then a bunch of weed smoke comes rolling out, and my mom's like, whoa, what the... What up, dude? I think I've had this conversation about you not smoking in here. And there's, like, little kids running around and shit. I told my mom, I'm like, that had been the last straw. But my mom's like, well, listen, she is trying to find a new place. I was like, well, fuck her. Who cares? Listen, you want to do that at, like, 19? I get it. You just don't have those skills yet. And you sort of are in that mentality of, like, fuck everybody else because I'm more important than anybody. I get that. But when you're in your 30s, dude, you got to put that away. It's time to start putting down, man. Amanda says, what the hell? Family shouldn't do that. No one should do that. Your poor mom. That is horrible. I feel terrible. And my mom just constantly always just goes. Now, I said, get this person on the phone because we need to, you know, give an earful. And my mom said, well, I'll see if maybe they're going to come back and clean some stuff out. I'm like, why don't you just start yelling? Why don't you just start throwing down a little bit? then maybe people wouldn't take advantage of you. Uh, Mira, people take kindness for weakness. I agree. I agree. Sometimes you just have to be an asshole. You should put that on a bumper sticker. I'm going to sell hats that say that. A long walk to Cleveland. Sometimes you just got to be an asshole. <laughs> you guys would buy that for 20 bucks, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I, I was just, I was so like taken back by it. I just, mm. Treating people like that, and especially family members, and especially family members that are trying to help you. How many times are you allowed to try to help somebody before you just go, you know what, just I, forget it. I, I want to see you fail now. 
I hope terrible things happen to you because I've tried and you obviously don't want any of my advice. It's so frustrating. Ah, it's angering sometimes because everybody in their in their their kind heart is like, if I help this person, it will make me feel good. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not helping them. You're not helping them get along with their life. You're not helping them. I don't cook for my daughter anymore. I mean, I do, obviously, when it comes to like, hey, if we're going to be around 5 o'clock, you want something to eat? Hell yeah. But if she comes downstairs, she's like, "Uh, what are you going to make me for lunch? I'm like, what are you going to make you for lunch? Actually, what are you going to make us for lunch? It's time you start hopping in there, man. Making things happen for yourself. At 13, like, could you ever, I don't know, I guess just at 13, could you ever imagine not knowing how to use a stove? Wouldn't you want that? I don't know. When I got to be like seven and I had a little bit of free reign of like being able to pour your own cereal or make your own food, it was great to not have somebody tell you what it is that you were going to eat, you know? And a lot of parents nowadays, goddamn cave all the time. Three different meals for four different people all at one sitting. Like, no, that's not how it happens, man. That's like such an old, you know, stupid, like old man yells at cloud thing to complain about. But it is true. Hey, dude, uh, listen, what we make is what you get. Swedish meatballs are the goddamn worst. They're the worst. They're the worst. My mom made them. I asked for something else. She said, absolutely not. So I picked at them until you were forced to eat them. Because if you didn't want it, that's how it went. This sounds so old, doesn't it? Fuck. This sounds old. But it, it is true, man. It's all silical. All the stuff that we thought our parents were dickheads for, like, we look at it now and we're just like, that's right. You goddamn are going to thank me one day for making me clean your room. You clean your room. What was I saying? (laughs) But it's true, man. I don't know. You try to help as many people as you possibly can, and when they just keep rolling over you, you do have to cut ties. You have to just cut the cord and just go, this is on you, man. I can't keep doing this for you anymore. It's awful. Steve, sometimes the best way to love someone is with tough love. Of course it is. You just have to just say, I'm not helping you by helping you. You need to go out there and be able to make this on your own. Because one day you're going to have to. I can't do this for you all the time. Amanda, yes, teach them young. Self-sufficiency is everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're forced into it, you, you don't know what you can accomplish until you actually are forced to have to do it. You know, when you hear those stories about the lady who gets trapped in an elevator and she's in there for like 27 hours and they go, oh my God, that poor lady. What did she do? That poor lady. I'm like, poor lady. Are you kidding me? That lady just proved to herself that she could stay in an elevator for 27 hours. Because I bet if you asked her a week ago, could you pull it off? She would go, absolutely not. 27 hours in an elevator by myself? No. Oh, that sounds disgusting. People who like get stuck out in a mountain and they make their way back to civilization. If you were to ask that person, do you think you could possibly do this? They would say, there's not a chance in hell. There's no way. I'd die. And then they come back, and yeah, you might have a little bit of frostbite. And yeah, you might have a, you know, you might lose a pinky toe. But God damn it, you, you, you made it home, didn't you? What can't you do after you accomplish something like that? Jamie, I concur, but when your son tells you he wants to cook you a fancy dinner of ground beef on top of a bed of crushed graham crackers, it makes me nervous. Hey, man, don't knock it. You never know. I bet there was a guy who sat around a campfire one time who had a couple of graham crackers and then a marshmallow and a bar of chocolate. And he said, what if we combine all three? And somebody said, you're a fool, Don. No one would eat one of that. And then he made a little bit of, made a little sandwich out of it and handed it around. And some guy on the other end of the fire went, hey, man, can I have some more? Huh? See? Look at that. You didn't know. Maybe beef s'more is where it's at. 
Ooh, that's a good rapper name. Beef S'more. Oh! MC Thumbsucker's gone now. I will not go. I My rap name from here on out shall not be MC Thumbsucker. It shall be Beef S'more. Ah, <laughs> uh, somebody get me a disco ball and a set of lights. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every single day around 9.45 a.m. we go live on Instagram. Once again, thank you guys so much. I'm Rudy Povich. Thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.